Welcome to Endorphasmic, where we talk about all things endorphasm. I am your hostess, Erica Porter. Endorphasm is that point during physical exertion that you feel all things are possible. But when you are able to connect mind and body, and I mean beyond, and, and sometimes that's yoga, right? But movement, movement is life. And by design, we are intended to, to move. And so when you can connect with that point during physical exertion that you feel all things are possible, it connects us differently in our, uh, in our brains. It just does. So, and there's plenty of science and evidence that supports that and the power of the feeling, the feeling of the power and how we can go about our days and just function like a bunch of badasses. It's true. And it doesn't have to be crazy shit. Sometimes it's just a walk. Sometimes it's centering yourself with yoga. But today, as I'm drinking my Death Wish coffee, I love Death Wish coffee. I am not sponsored by them. I have no kickbacks from them, but I believe in promoting things that I really like. I really like Death Wish coffee with some good half and half or cream and raw sugar. So, yes, uh, I want to talk about other things. I want to talk about the monkey on the back and how the endorphasm mindset can help with that. So, I wrote a book, Eat That Monkey, Now is the Time to Change Your Life, and I emphasis the, I put an emphasis on the now because far too often we wait until what we think is the perfect moment to set about change or to do things differently in some capacity, but now, if you want something for yourself now, respect and honor yourself enough to do that now. And the monkey on the back is when we make choices for ourselves that create regret, but more than momentary regret. And we have a tendency of repeating those choices over and over and over again. And by definition, that is what insanity is, right? Making the same choices and somehow expecting to have a different result. So let's step away from being insane. Let's focus in on the power of the endorphasm and the endorphasm mindset as it pertains to conquering the monkey on our back. And I want to talk about the biggest and probably most difficult component of permanent weight loss for so many people is nutrition. And for many of us, our monkey has complete control over our nutritional choices for either emotional reasons or because perhaps lack of knowledge. And this is when you have to ask yourself, are you eating out of boredom, depression, sadness, or even happiness? Or perhaps you think you are eating well. Why should someone be concerned with his or her eating? Nutritional or dietary factors contribute substantially to the burden of preventable illness and premature deaths in, in our world. And because a healthy, balanced diet provides the nutrition your body needs for energy and 
proper bodily functions, it's important to fuel the body and keep your heart beating, your brain active, and your muscles working in the best possible way. And nutrients help build and strengthen bones, muscles, and tendons, and they regulate body processes such as blood pressure. And there are so many inconsistencies in the information available that most people just don't really know. I think if you allowed yourself to just um, follow your own instincts when it comes to nutrition, that you do just a, a great job. The issue is because of all of that information and the inconsistencies, consequently, many people are jumping from diet to diet, reaching out in the direction of the $30 billion per year diet industry. I mean, that's a lot. And you might be one of those people who are walking around in a, in a fog. And genetics, age, and gender are beyond your control, but you can manage your nutrition and you can master your own body. And by body, I mean your, your vessel, right? Each of us is built so incredibly different that even if we all ate the same and we all worked out the same, moved the same, chances are we would still all look very different just because that's the beauty of the world that we live in. And it's to embrace your power, your beauty, your strength. And that's whether you're a man or you're a woman, a child, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But what does matter is the level of respect that you give yourself, that you show yourself in your movement, in, in the nutrition that you're placing in your body. And I believe that you can support, you absolutely can support um, yourself in a very positive way by adopting healthy eating and moving. And I don't mean like you can't be eating sugar and fat and I encourage that. I dedicated years of my life to helping people reach the ultimate level of assurance and emotional power. And, you know, I wrote Eat That Monkey book and I developed the endorphasm mindset and I developed the Red Room to, in the aim of not giving people a two-week diet or a quick fix, but rather to help people change their health and their life permanently by assisting them to become the best you, the best version of yourself that you can be. And it is a journey. And, you know, I, I'm 47, almost 48 years old, 
and I've had a lot of bumps in the road and, and I've tested myself in so many different ways. But what I know to be true is when I took the focus off the, the aesthetic and that my worth was tied into what I looked like, especially being in the fitness industry where there is so much weight placed on an individual's, um, like how could I possibly guide anyone or help anyone if I myself wasn't the quintessential um, fitness model? Fuck that. You know what I have learned over the years? That there have been people that have moved me, and I mean emotionally moved me, moved me physically, that were not the what people would consider the ideal of um, a fitness professional. And, and quite honestly, I found them to be far more relatable. I found them to be far more grounded. And this is where I talk about when, when you're looking at influencers, what, what is it about them that captivates you? Is it just that they look good? I mean, sometimes, yeah, they provide some amazing information and some great workouts. Look, in every podcast, I kind of digress. I go into like these, these, um, these tangents, but that's kind of the personality that I am. So I just want you to focus on, you know, saying you want something is not enough. You must act on the words that you tell yourself. And if you want to be healthier, what steps are you taking to achieve that goal? Be sensible, strive for realistic goals, focus on what is tangible, bettering your health, being healthier will create a more balanced and energetic you. And don't take the all or nothing approach and deprive yourself of things. You can have what you want in moderation, but you must take baby steps when embarking upon self-improvement projects, whatever they are, whether it's nutrition or self-analysis, whatever it is, and allow each new modification to develop into a way of life before tackling the next. And unlike many authors and podcasters and individuals talking about uh, nutrition and movement, uh, I don't believe in eliminating foods or giving you a specific menu of items to eat and then expecting your body and your life to be different in two weeks' time. That's just not what I believe, you are not really addressing your monkey by doing these things and you will most likely revert back to your old habits. What I want is for people to learn sound, healthy eating habits and movement habits and diet. The word diet typically implies that the nutritional changes you'll be making are temporary and there's nothing temporary about a healthy lifestyle. Stop dieting and learn to make positive, permanent changes for your life. And in order to achieve the pinnacle of health, be aware that your food choices deeply affect 
your vitality. Poor food choices can cause kind of internal toxic overload. And I don't mean that like, so our bodies are amazing in being able to, um, to handle all of the stresses. And that includes digestion, food, what we put in it. It is amazing and it will fight to keep all of the balance, but there is nothing that is temporary about a healthy lifestyle. So stop dieting and learn to make positive permanent changes. And we are eating out more and consuming more fast foods and more processed foods, and they add very little nutritional value. I have spent a great deal of time studying the relationship between the foods people eat and their well-being. And in my opinion, I feel that many of the illnesses, and I've mentioned them before, have a direct relation to our nutrition. And I believe healthy changes in nutritional habits can decrease or possibly even eliminate so many of the illnesses that people are dealing with. And anyone who has personally witnessed these changes has come to the same conclusion. So talk to a doctor, talk to an internist, and discover what you can actually do. Maybe that's hiring a nutritionist or a dietitian. There is a difference between the two. And if you are consulting with someone, make sure they really know. I am neither of these things. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a dietitian. Um, so I'm not in a place to tell you precisely how you should be eating uh, for you. But sometimes when we try to keep things in their most natural state, that's the best option. So it's important that we love ourselves in its entirety, every part of us, every aspect of us, from the personality that we are to the vessel that we're in, to our ability to, to be the change, to have far more control over our lives than we want to give ourselves credit for and to control the things we can control and and change the things that we're unwilling to accept and accept the things that we're unwilling to change and some of the things that we cannot change are just a part of who we are and we have to love that and embrace it but when you have the power to change something, then embrace it and change it and respect the journey because you have to respect where you are right now to respect where you think you're headed. So with that, love, health, and happiness and always much respect.